with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And it is a Tuesday morning. Alan Wishart in the host chair as usual. Steve back on the board. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Alan. And we're off to a great start today. Yes. Our first guest, uh, not on the phone when we called. So we left a message. With any luck, he will be calling us back. But in the meantime, we do have a couple of things that we can catch up on. Well, first of all, Steve, the forecast that I did this morning said widespread smoke. For the day. For the day. If this is the new definition of widespread smoke, I'm a happy person. And it's funny, on the weather, I watched the weather, and they had the uh, little picture where the heavy smoke was. Yeah. And they just showed it at Prince George. And then you get come outside, and it's perfectly clear. Yeah. And, I mean, I realize that, like, the forecast, the Environment Canada forecast, of course, covers a wide region. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I'm just checking to see whether they have upgraded it at all since this morning. And well, no, this morning, the same Tim's, forecast. Tim Hortons was full of the firefighters. Yeah. Yeah, we're still getting a fair number of them from outside the region as well. Like, apparently, we've got some firefighters in now from the U.S. Mm-hmm. We had the ones from Mexico, I believe, came up last week. Yes. And we're even supposed to be getting some from Alberta. That's a long trip for them. And then the firefighters from Nova Scotia are heading to the Northwest Territory. Yes. Yeah. It's it's normal. I mean, the unfortunate thing is I am trying to remember the last time that I remember us being able to send firefighters anywhere. Really? Like outside yeah. BC. Mm-hmm. Like occasionally we've been able to send firefighters from the Prince George Fire Center to other parts of the province to help. But it seems like it's been a while since we've sent anybody outside BC. No. To, no. Now, one thing that did happen last Saturday and is supposed to happen again this Saturday, and I'm sure it will, downtown Summerfest Saturdays are yes. back for, as I said, last Saturday and this Saturday, this past Saturday. I didn't get a chance to come down because I am finally, I hope, over a little bit of a cold that I picked up on Canada Day. Go figure. And I didn't want to take any chances, so I stayed in over the weekend again. But uh, from everything I heard, a lot of people came out, despite the fact that it was still fairly smoky. Uh, The main center for Summerfest Saturday is the Veterans Plaza down by City Hall. Mm -hmm. It's, of course, put on by downtown Prince George. However, they also say, hey, it's not just there. It's downtown Prince George. So let's see. It runs from 11 to 4, and there's a bunch of things start at 8.30. Hmm. Like downtown markets. There you go. One at the Q3 building, which we're broadcasting from. One at the farmer's market, kitty corner to us. And then the Wilson Square Community Market, which is what, two blocks up, I think. Two blocks. You betcha. Yeah. So, I mean, all of those are an easy walking distance, and you can still get to the stuff that's happening down at Veterans Plaza. Which includes, and I have to emphasize this for people in Prince George, it includes food trucks. There you go. Yes. That is always a selling point I have found for people in Prince George. If you tell them there's food available. There's food available. Then they'll show up. And entertainment, of course. There's entertainment for the full five hours from 11 till 4. So it sounds like a great time again this coming Saturday from 11 to 4, Veterans Plaza, and of course throughout all of downtown. Now, something else is coming up. 
next Wednesday, July 26th, the uh, RCMP and Fire Rescue Services are putting on a summer car seat clinic just to help parents with any questions they may have about their uh, car seat to make sure that they're safely and securely installed. Now, the clinic runs from 10 until 2, but you have to make an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, you're asked to call the community policing office, 250-561-3366, weekdays between 9 and 5 to reserve a time slot. And if you are going to be coming, they ask that you have the make and model of the car seat available when you call to register. Uh-huh. Just so they know what they're talking about when you get there. That helps. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, all car seats are a little bit different. So they need to know, okay, yes, this one sits in like this, and that will work that way, da-da-da-da-da-da. So, wow, we're, what, middle of July, and things are already getting busy. We just talked about Summerfest. We talked about that car seat clinic. The Prince George Kodiaks football team, about a week and a half away now from opening the season, July 29th. 7 o'clock kickoff at Massage Place Stadium, and they are hosting the defending Canadian Junior Football League national champion Okanagan Sun uh-huh. with a new coach, Jamie Borum, on hand. And a uh, fair number of returning players, but also some new faces, obviously. They are doing training camp. And we were talking about this a little bit last week on the uh, Post to Post Sports Show. It must be tough on coaches for something like football in the weather that we had the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. because you're doing your training camps outside but the weather the smoke is just so bad you can't really push the players no very much i mean i don't know whether i don't know whether they had indoor facilities that they could use if need be or uh, what the situation was but uh they uh, have got their training camp apparently still going. As I say, July 29th is opening day with the uh, Okanagan Sun in town at Masters Place Stadium. So uh, get your tickets for that. All the information you need, basically, KodiaksFootball.com. And if you're looking for tickets, TicketsNorth.ca is the place to go for that. And basically a month away now, August 17th to 20th, over at the BCNE Fairgrounds at CN Center, it's the BCNE starting up again. And now we, I believe, are going to be there all four days, broadcasting live, including a couple of our shows. Uh, one date to note for people is the first day, as usual, Thursday, August the 17th, is Seniors Day at the fair in the Kintu Arena at CN Center. It runs from 10 until 5, all kinds of vendors, all kinds of displays of uh, groups that have an interest in seniors. And, and, I mean, you're not – seniors, obviously, you're not restricted to just going to Kintu. You can go anywhere else and visit all of the other exhibits and everything – but Kin 2 is where the Seniors Fair is going to be on August the 17th. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Uh, another thing that is still going on until the beginning of September, actually, is the um, exhibition over at the Exploration Place called World War Women, 
We had an interview on the show about that. I believe it was last week. Um, and it is, well, it, it's, the name describes it. It's World War Women. It's designed by the Canadian War Museum. So it's a traveling exhibit. The exploration place has it until September the 3rd. Um, and it is what women were doing during World War One and World War Two. There's a lot of archive material. There's a lot of artifacts. There's a lot of photos. There is some audio-visual components to it as well. And I have not had a chance to get over there yet, but I fully intend to. And just check out what's happening with these World War Women um, exhibit at the Exploration Place. So, again, they're open almost all, almost every day. It, uh, oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention for some reason. Talking about the Exploration Place made me think about this. Another thing with Downtown Summerfest, I know they had it last week, and I think they've got it this Saturday as well, is um, they've got the mini rail from the Central Material Railway and Forest Museum is oh. going to be there, running through part of the parking lot. So be careful where you park and be careful where you walk if you're going to Summerfest down at Veterans Plaza on Saturday between 11 and 4. But uh, no, and again, what else have we got going up? Well, obviously, um, men's fastball. Uh, senior men's baseball still going, obviously. They did postpone a couple of games last week, I know, in the uh, senior men's fast pitch because of the air conditions. They thought it was just a little bit too bad for the players, so they postponed uh, the games for at least one day. I think it was two days. And there had been some questions asked the week before that, and the response from the uh, people with the league was, the teams all have masks available if you feel you need if you feel you want to wear a mask during the game they will have the masks available so that's kind of one of the nice things if you will as well as sort of an offshoot of uh, covid is uh masks are all over the place so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no so i i'm beginning to think now that our uh, guest who we left the message for is not going to call back for the show, but we will try to get him in again at a future date because this was not an event that needed to be done absolutely positively today. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure. I see somebody walking in, and I think that may be my next guest. If she turns this way, I will be certain. And uh, just checking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Yes. That's perfect. Okay, we are going to go to a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll have another guest after nine. If you're looking for those long-forgotten rock songs, then tune in to Beneath the Grooves with Jenny and BC Kid every Saturday night at 8 for deep-cut rock tracks from the 60s to the 80s. Hear from well-known artists like the Moody Blues and the Alan Parsons Project, as well as obscure acts like Sugarloaf and Madrigal. It's the band you love, but the songs you've forgotten on Beneath the Grooves. Saturday nights at 8 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Eat healthy and fresh at Homesteader Meats, founded by Ben and Rosella Clausen in 1982. Homesteader Meats has two premium quality meat and gluten-free products, plus Wednesday is Seniors Day at Homesteader Meats. Seniors 55 and over save 10% off regular prices. Single portions are available in most items, including pierogies and sausages, and there are half-pound packages off ground beef, ground pork, stew meat, and meat pies. Everything from Erladen to Patties is at Homesteader Meats in two locations, College Heights and Park Hill Center. Hungry? Looking for something good to eat? 
they'll pop on by Boston Pizza and try their new feature menu, where Jalapeno Popper Dip is back by popular demand, along with the many tasty new items. As always, Boston Pizza offers medium and large pizzas. Buy one, get one, 50% off for takeout or delivery. And don't forget their happy hour runs in-store from 3 to 6 and 9 to closing daily. Give Boston Pizza a show today at either location, Spruce Land or Brookwood, for any of your snacking needs. Forecast from Environment Canada. Widespread smoke today. Wind from the south at 20 starting this morning. A high of 20 with a high UV index. Tonight, more widespread smoke. A south wind's becoming light this evening, a low of 10. For Wednesday, widespread smoke. A high of 24 with a high UV index. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. If it's July in Prince George, it must be time for one of the big events. Joined now by J.L. Reimer with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northern BC. Good morning, J.L. Good morning. And you guys have got the the event coming up. What is it? A week from tomorrow? A week from tomorrow. Yeah, July 26th. Yeah. Yeah. It is, of course, the big squeeze. Yes. Yes. Now, quick question. Is this the first time you've been involved? No, this is my second time. Okay. Yeah. So you're a veteran. Oh, yeah. 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 It's definitely one of my favorite events that Biggs does. Oh, let's see. Because you get to go around tasting a whole bunch of lemonade. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like the most summer-themed thing that you can possibly do. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys have been running this. Well, obviously, they had to take a break for COVID because you didn't want people going around tasting all kinds of lemonade at different venues. Yeah, yeah. But it's been going for a fair number of years now. Oh, yeah. This is the 11th annual Big Squeeze. Yeah. So it's been around for quite a long time. Yeah. I think it's one of our longest consistent events that Mm -hmm. we've been doing. So we're really, really excited to be bringing it back again. Good. Yeah. Now – is this one of those events where – so it's running July 26th. So is this one of those events where on July 27th, you guys start planning for the next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's honestly one of those things where it's like an all-day marathon. We're mm-hmm. just tasting lemonade all day. And then once yeah. we're done, we have a little bit of a stomach ache and headache and mm-hmm. not feeling quite the best. But then no. once that's over, we're ready to start planning again. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is though, it's one of those events that's fairly – easy to plan to some yes. extent because it's the same format basically yeah. year after year. Yeah. And the good thing is, is that we oftentimes get the same businesses mm. each year. So everyone yeah. kind of knows what to expect for it. Yeah. So it's basically, we just send out the emails telling people about it. And then a lot of the times they're in for it again. Yeah. Now, when you did it for the first time then last year, did you get warnings from the veterans about the, you know, no, don't try drinking a whole glass of lemonade at yeah. each stop. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we try to pace ourselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, when we go to each different place, we'll only just get like a little tiny sip just to yeah. pace it out a little bit. But the one kicker last time, I think, was at the exploration place. Mm. They gave us all like a huge glass of lemonade <laughs> and it was jalapeno lemonade. Oh. So it was actually really, really good. So we couldn't <laughs> stop drinking it. Yeah. So then after that, we were like done. Yeah. And I was told to pace myself, but mm-hmm. I didn't really listen. And no. I felt really awful after. So next year on the route, are you maybe saying, okay, let's go to the exploration place last just in case they do that again? That's actually a really good idea. I didn't even think of that. Huh? I'm going to have to add that to my notes for this year. Hey. Every once in a while, I come up with a good idea. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often, as Reg will tell you. But every once in a while. Now, when 
So it's next Wednesday, July 26th. Yes. When does it run? Um, it runs from 10 to 2. Okay. Um, so this is basically when businesses, this mm. isn't restaurants, but businesses no. will be setting up kind of lemonade stands um, and they'll be selling lemonade and any other kind of lemon treat that they want right. um, from 10 to 2. And that's when we're going to be coming around and doing the taste test of everything. Okay. Um, but the restaurants in the competition go all day. Okay. So they can sell whatever kind of they lemon drink. They can sell lunch. They can sell yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And some restaurants will be doing just normal lemonade and some will be alcoholic lemonade. Mm. So maybe we'll be going there after work. I don't know. Okay. But- yeah. We won't say anything. Yeah. yeah. But you won't be judging those ones. No. No. The no, only those judging ones we is don't the, judge. The, the yeah. only judging is the city yeah, ones. Yeah. Just okay. the city ones the or the business yeah. ones. and. We basically have the competition for best tasting, mm-hmm. um, and then we have the competition competition of whoever wins the big squeeze, which is whoever uh, wins or whoever raises the most money from right. their lemonade stand. Now, is there sort of a set price for the lemonade at each stand? Um, I think it's up to the business okay. to determine however much they want to sell it for. Yeah. I think most of the time it's just by donation. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there are some businesses that are going to be doing a lot more than just selling lemonade. Like mm. some will be doing barbecues as well to try and raise yeah. even more okay. money, which we're obviously very appreciative yes. of. Um, but yeah, I think most of the time it's just whatever people can donate for it. Okay. And then it's obviously a family event, especially yes. for the business. Yeah. Group. Yeah. So anyone is free to go around and go to however many businesses mm-hmm. that they want to try their own taste tests. Um, it's but not just yourself. us doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Base yourself. Yeah. Base yourself <laughs> because uh, you might get a stomachache like us. Yes. But <laughs> no, So how many, how many things of lemonade did you have last year? Oh, we had quite a few. Mm-hmm. I think, um, well, our goal last year was to raise $10,000 mm-hmm. and we raised over 12000 wow. So yeah, that was really good. We had quite a few businesses participating. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember how many, mm-hmm. but right now I think we have at least 10 businesses and 10 restaurants. Okay. So it's quite a lot to choose yeah. from, but... And the 10 businesses then right now are the ones – like, do you guys sit down a day or two ahead of time? Because I'm guessing there has to be a bit of a deadline for when businesses or restaurants can enter. If yeah. You- I mean, we're trying to get as many as we can yeah. right now. Um, and we're pretty flexible as long as we can fit it into our schedule on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so if somebody on Tuesday said that they wanted to participate, I mean, obviously they would probably want more time to kind of prep for mm-hmm. it. But if they did want to do it on Tuesday or they agreed to do it on Tuesday, we wouldn't say no. No. Like we'll, we'll have anyone involved that wants to be involved. What you would have to do then is go back to your maps showing what uh-huh. road you're going to take. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we, redraw that. Yes. We have to to make a big map um we're still deciding if we're going to be dividing and conquering it and having different oh, people go to different okay, places yeah. but it is more fun to do it as a group i think it's, it's a taste challenge yeah like how do if i'm on one team which i won't be because i don't work for your brothers big sisters if i was on one team you were on another team if we were tasting different lemonades how are we supposed to 
compare. Well, yeah, it is hard to compare. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just trying to work that out right now. I mean, ideally, I would love for all of us to be there together. Um, cause then we can kind of have little discussions and when we're driving from each place, we get to talk about it and we really reflect on each one very thoroughly yes. and we have like score sheets and everything oh, based on like creativity, know. taste, presentation, like all these different things. So, so if you're at a business and they just come over and slap a cup of lemonade down the table in front of you, okay, presentation minus yeah, five. <laughs> yeah. It might not get the most points. There were some last year that. They had like glitter. They would put like little garnishes on the side. Like it was just amazing. It's my favorite. And so now you're you're looking forward now to seeing what they're going to do. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm excited to see businesses one up themselves from last year and, yeah. and see what they have in store. Now, when you were going around last year, did any of the businesses try to get? you to talk about what other businesses were doing maybe not in terms of the taste of lemonade but in terms of what they were doing for presentations um kind of Mm -hmm. but we didn't really talk about it too much because we want everybody to be as original and creative as possible um but yeah no but for the most part everybody was really really creative in their own ways Mm -hmm. and lots and lots of different flavors some people will bring out like their grandma's lemonade Mm. recipe and make that which is always really really cool um one place did like a lemon meringue pie kind of thing how can you go wrong it was so good it was so good um so it's really cool to see all the unique different things that people come up with okay jl we need to take a quick break when we come back we'll talk some more about the big squeeze after nine awesome the city of prince george will be closing a lane on fifth avenue tomorrow through friday to carry out water main utility work There will be alternating single-lane traffic on a section of 5th between Nicholson and Quinn Streets while the work is undertaken. Traffic delays are expected and motorists are encouraged to use alternate routes to bypass the area. The city reminds motorists to exercise caution around work zones and pay attention to signage and directions from traffic control personnel. The CNIB Wheels of Fortune Car Raffle and 50-50 draw are underway. You could win a totally refurbished 1964 Mercury Comet Caliente. All proceeds support CNIB programs in BC. Tickets for both the Car Raffle and 50-50 draw are available at cnib.rafflenexus.com. Grand prize draws will be made August 8th. The CNIB Wheels of Fortune Car Raffle and 50-50 draw. BC Gaming License Numbers 139745 and 139102. Purchase your tickets by August 7th. Ron's Hole in the Wall is now open six days a week in the Q3 Creative Business Hub. Stop by and check out his great assortment of books, magazines, DVDs, and collectibles. Tuesday through Friday between 10 and 2. Ron's Hole in the Wall is also open during the Q3 Community Market, Saturday from 8.30 to 2. Drop in regularly as always something different in store. Ron's Hole in the Wall, now open Tuesday through Saturday in the Q3 Creative Business Hub, downtown at the corner of Quebec and 3rd. The 31st Annual Antiques and Collectibles Fair is back this fall. September 30th and October 1st, check out a great variety of antiques and collectibles at the Rolodome. Admission is just $5, $4 for seniors and students, and children under 6 get in free. Interested vendors can call 250-563-1507 to book a table. In support of the South Bowl Community Association, the 31st Annual Antiques and Collectibles Fair, September 30th and October 1st at the Rolodome. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, JL, when Big Brothers Big Sisters are doing the taste test for the Big Squeeze a week from tomorrow, 
how many people like how many people did you have last year going around? Oh, last year we packed one of our shuttle vans, like oh. the ones that we use to pick yep. up the kids. Yeah, we packed it with. I want to say like five people mm -hmm. and yeah, we just drove around all okay. day. It was Honestly, it was so funny because we were all having such crazy sugar rushes. We were just laughing and <laughs> laughing and laughing. Oh, it was just such a fun time. Was the driver one of the people participating? Yes. In yes. The driver getting sugar rushes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it must be kind of tough then because you have to still leave somebody behind at the office, right? To keep track of the phones and the kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we have our kind of staff that we do all the fun mm. little event oh, okay. things. Yeah. Um, and then we have our office staff too okay. to keep track of all the other stuff. So we get to kind of just go around and gallivant all day. And, and <laughs> oh, I see. It. And leave yeah. them to do all the work. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Which makes it that much sweeter, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose we should be getting back. No, let's go to another place oh i know i know well basically how it works is we'll kind of do all the taste testing first thing in the morning mm. and get it all done by noon right so then in the afternoon we can go and take pictures of all the restaurants uh, and uh, give them a little shout out yep. on our social media so yeah. it's definitely a really really busy day yeah. so we kind of have to kick back into things afternoon and just kind of drink lots of water and then keep continuing with the day. And now, when is the judging – when is when are the scorecards added up? Um, we'll do it at the end of the day. Okay. Once we're all done kind of taking pictures of everything mm -hmm. and going to all the different restaurants. And when we have a little bit more clarity of mind. <laughs> but we'll kind of have an idea throughout the day of who we know is going to have the best yeah. tasting. Maybe who the top five are going to yeah. be. And oh, then yeah. it depends exactly on who's scoring for what. Oh, yeah. And even last year two businesses were tied for first place because we couldn't even decide. Gee. So I'm excited to see what happens this year. Yeah. Are both of them back in it this year? Yes. Okay. They are. So each of them is gonna be saying, Okay, we, yeah. we we can't just one up the other guys. We got a two up or three up. Oh yeah. I hope so. I hope that they're competitive like that because we want to see the competition. <laughs> now what you were saying the exploration place, I think you said last year had Jalapeno? Yes. Was that one of the stranger ingredients that you had in the lemonade last year? I would say so, mm -hmm. yeah. And I feel like, oh, actually, no, it oh. wasn't because – or in one of the years, I think it was also the exploration place, mm -hmm. they did a coffee lemonade. So basically, they put a shot of espresso <laughs> into the lemonade. And some people really, really like it. Like some uh -huh. of our judges loved it. And I think it was the year before last year that they did okay. it. Um, so I didn't get to try no. it. I did try it afterwards once they told mm -hmm. me about it. So I tried it on my own. I did not like it. I no. wasn't a fan. But it's an acquired taste. Yeah. I was going to say, so you're getting the sugar rush and the lemonade, and now you're getting a shot of espresso yes. to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know. It's yeah. not my thing, but. No. I would think that would. That might not be the last one you would want to go to because otherwise you're going to be sitting up all night going, okay, I yeah. you can close anytime now. Yeah. And they're not listening. Yeah, exactly. So when you map out your route for next Wednesday, 
Do you do it in terms of a try to keep it sort of as short as possible? Boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's mainly just for practicality. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it would be fun to think about like, oh, whatever, if this place is going to have the sweetest one, or yeah. we kind of plan around like one of the places is doing a barbecue. Mm. So we'll probably do that one around lunchtime. Yeah, right near the end. Because <laughs> yeah. That's when you want to yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we kind of keep those things in mind. But mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to be all over town, like oh. up in the heart, College Heights, downtown. So we have to kind of map it out that's going to be the quickest so we can be wow. done by noon. So, so you you guys don't have time to do much drinking when you get no. there because you got to be on your way to the next spot. Yes, yes. That's why we try to have just little tiny shots of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, you know, we'll get caught up visiting and whatnot, yeah. which is all part of the fun too. Yeah. And now you guys, the team that starts ends, right? Yes. You guys don't split up anywhere during the event. No, no. no. Um, we'll all just – hopefully, we'll all just go together mm-hmm. and then spend the whole day together. Um, in the afternoon, we go out and take pictures of the restaurants and stuff. Right. We'll probably do that separately. Right. Um, but in terms of the actual taste testing, I think we're all going to be together as a team. Yeah, because if you've got five people again this year – let's just take examples. You've got five people again this year. You had 10 restaurants lined up already. So, I mean, you would have to go out and get pictures of two restaurants. Yeah. That's yeah. easy enough to yeah, do. Yeah, it is. Rather than have one person go out and get pictures of 10 restaurants. Exactly. And then start putting them up on social media and go, okay, I'm trying to remember which restaurant this was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. So there's definitely a method to all of it. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty hectic day, but it just requires a lot of teamwork yeah. and we've got that. So. And I'm guessing the other thing with getting all of the business ones done by noon is – I'm going to take a while guess and say you guys are also taking pictures of those ones when yes. you're there. Oh, yeah. So you lots can post them and people still have time to get out and uh, visit them before oh, yeah. it closes. Yeah, because we want to get as many community members out there yeah. too participating. Like we want everyone to know that it's not just us doing the taste test. We no. want the community out there trying yeah. as much as they can too and being involved in it. Now, is the community involved in the actual – competition if you will or is that strictly your guys okay yeah yeah but i mean the community they can help um whichever business win Mm. the big squeeze if they want to donate money to that one so if they have a particular business in mind that they want to support that they're rooting for to get the trophy then they can for sure do that now are there two different big squeeze trophies then? One for business and one for restaurant? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So each business, I think, will get like a tiny one, yeah. like a keeper. Um, and then, yeah. And then they can take the picture with the big trophy mm. that we have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, so the presentation of the big trophies, when is that usually done? Like um, the next day? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I think it's normally that – well, we have to know how much they've raised. Oh, okay. So, so that might be a day. Yeah. So that kind of takes a little bit of time. Um, but in terms of the taste testing, we can do that right away because yeah. we'll know right away. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. the the ones with all the funding and stuff, that takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once we have that figured out, then it's a big celebration for them. Now, I've just got to ask, last year, did you run into any of the taste tests where they had apparently forgot to put any sugar in, and so all you got was lemon? No. Okay. Thankfully, yeah. we didn't get uh-huh. that. No. But 
yeah no like i said no 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 i'm happy it wasn't the coffee lemonade though (laughs) yes and also you don't want from what you were saying you also don't want people to just like put in like okay we're gonna put in five drops of lemon juice and 14 cups of sugar oh there gosh we go. no. no no and there were some like that oh. last year too yeah. and that's obviously all part of our taste test of oh, yeah. how can you balance out the flavors to make if it you can't taste the lemon exactly and yeah. i think that's why the jalapeno lemonade worked so mm. well because it because brought the two out tastes were so different yeah, yeah it brought out so many different flavors and it was just unreal it was so good wow so now that's a week from tomorrow yes now if people are interested in knowing who the different businesses and restaurants are that are going to be involved, is there a way they can find out? Yeah. So we'll be posting it all over our social media mm-hmm. um, in the upcoming week. Um, and then also, it's always updated on our website, which is bigsnbc.ca. Right. So people can always refer back to that. Um, so we're going to just try to get the word out as much as possible in the next coming week of who's involved and who people can check out. And we'll have other fun content coming up as well too but nothing for people where they can influence the vote at all in terms of the taste test no that's up to you guys yes that's up to us and it's all neutral we're gonna be neutral about it until we decide yeah and then once we decide then that's who's gonna win that sounds great (laughs) jl reimer big brothers big sisters of northern bc thank you very much for bringing us up today on the big squeeze thank you for having me okay take another quick break and be back with more after nine Public Health in BC is conducting the third round of the Speak Population Health Survey. The survey is open to adults age 18 years and older and asks about physical and mental health, as well as social and economic well-being. The results will help support programs and initiatives to improve the health of your community. Learn more and take the survey at bccdc.ca slash speak survey. BC's largest population survey, the Speak Population Health Survey, ends on Tuesday, July 25th. If you love building with Lego, the Prince George Public Library is giving you a chance to indulge your passion. The library has free drop-in sessions for Lego builders ages 5 to 18 on Mondays at the Downtown Branch and Tuesdays at the Nechaco Branch. Each session runs from 3 to 5, and Lego time runs until the end of August. The library supplies the Lego. You supply the creativity. That's free drop-in Lego time, Mondays at the Downtown Library and Tuesdays at the Nechaco Branch from 3 to 5 each day. It's Plastic Free July. For the entire month, OceanWise is sharing an action each day on Instagram and at ocean.org, which can help you reduce plastic waste in your life. Don't miss their webinar on Thursday from 11 to noon, when OceanWise will do a walkthrough of the Plastic Challenge and talk about plastic pollution with a panel of guest speakers. RSVP for the webinar and take the Plastic Challenge today at ocean.org slash plastic dash free dash July. Forecast from Environment Canada. Widespread smoke today. Wind from the south at 20 starting this morning. A high of 20 with a high UV index. Tonight, more widespread smoke. A south wind is becoming light this evening, a low of 10. For Wednesday, widespread smoke. A high of 24 with a high UV index. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station. 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, this is one of the reasons why I kind of like having guests come into the studio because at this point, we are 0 for 2 on calling people as guests and 1 for 1 on people coming into the studio. JL showed up a little bit early. We got going. And uh, no, she uh, 
Big Squeeze always a lot of fun. I've never done the rounds because I'm not a big lemonade fan. Are you? Are you Steve? Do you no, no, no. Okay, so probably neither of us is going to be making the rounds next Wednesday. But well, I couldn't imagine jalapeno lemonade. Oh. And yet, at the same time, when she started to talk about it, I was thinking I could see where because the two tastes are so different, it would make for an interesting combination. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Well, she said she really enjoyed that one. She was like, you know, I think because that was right near the beginning of the conversation that we had with her. And I think she said, you know, she wasn't sure about it. But when she tried it, she enjoyed it. But uh, no. So, again, um, bigsnbc.ca in the next week or so, they will have up the list of all the businesses and all of the restaurants, which are two separate competitions, really. And the businesses, you go from 10 until 2 on July 26th. That's a week from tomorrow. And the restaurants run probably basically lunch and dinner menus is what they'll be running, possibly with some special lemon-flavored stuff. But uh, no, it's always a lot of fun, though, as well. And it sounds like they have as much fun as anybody else listening to JL talk about it. Um. So what else can we? What else have we got? Again, I don't really like to talk about either of the guests who we haven't been able to get in touch with, mm-hmm. because there's a good chance that I will be chatting with both of them in the next week or two. And uh, well, I did tell Joey that you would yep, contact okay. him, and yeah, he apologized. Yes, the other one is some, is an event that is coming up. In the near future, but I think next week even might still be okay on that. But I will have to check with the uh, person involved to, to find out. Uh, boy, I really, I, I really sound like a government agent, don't I? <laughs> doing my best to not say anything and doing a very good job of it, which some people would say I do all the time anyways. There you go. So now, what is – this has been a strange summer, Steve. Well, they're going to get stranger. Yeah. Hope not too much stranger. Well, we've only really had, we had the one heat wave early, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And we haven't really had heat wave since then. Uh-huh. Well, we've been up around 30 a couple of days. For Prince George in July, 30 is not unusual. But that heat wave came early, which was unusual. Mm-hmm. And at least we, at least um, it's what, July the 18th. Um, the forecast for the next week does not include the word frost yet. Oh, I don't think we'll see frost too soon anyway. No. But with Prince George, though, you never know, do you? Mm-mm. No. And especially with the out, some of the outlying areas, like I have heard, I had a friend of mine used to live up in the heart, and he said they occasionally, even if it was like, even if the low overnight in the city or at the airport was six or seven, he said they sometimes got frost up in the heart, mm-hmm. even on nights like that where you would think, no, they can't be that much different than us. Oh, first to receive and last to get rid of it. Yes. Now, the other thing that I am happy about, if, in fact, this is the weather we're going to be getting for the next couple of days, even if this is what they call widespread smoke, is I will be able to get out and do some walking again. Well, maybe that's what they mean by widespread. It's way wide. Yes. 
Yeah, and again, that's the thing is um, the Prince George Weather Center covers quite an area. Mm -hmm. And I know I was talking with someone, I want to say they may have even been with like um, a garden club or something like that, where they said in Prince George, like inside the city limits, they had sort of identified like 15 or 18 different microclimates. Which sounds reasonable to me, because we were just saying up on the heart, totally different from downtown. Oh, de definitely. College Heights, different from downtown, different definitely. from the heart. Even in the even in the bowl area, you get fairly substantial differences, not that far apart. And and the weather in Prince George, it's just ridiculously changeable at times. I have had times where driving up Fifteenth Avenue. From the bypass, between the bypass and about, say, halfway to Foothills, going west, that would be then. At the bypass, I didn't have my wipers on. A little bit further, I had my wipers on at regular speed. A little bit further, they were double speed. A little bit after that, they were all the way up to max. And then they went right back down again. So that by the time I got halfway to Foothills, between halfway between Aspeak and Foothills, they were off again. And it's weird. It can, it can happen crossing the street. I know. Sunny terrain. Yeah. What I really like is sometimes you can actually see the cloud on the road. You can mm -hmm. see the cloud either coming at you or moving away, and that's kind of neat as well. But uh, No, it's just, I don't know. We keep hearing that, yes, it's supposed to get worse, and then you hear about some of the places in Europe. You're saying, Steve, what, some places over there are like in the low 50s? 40, 45 to 53. Wow. And I mean, like 50 degrees. I mean, come on. That's 130 Fahrenheit on the well, old scale. That's what it is. That, yes. And that's in the States right now? Yep. Uh, that's uh, in Europe? Yep. Um, Greece, Greece is burning. Oh. Uh, Canary Islands are burning. Well, yeah. La pa Palma, anyway. Yeah. And that's sad. Yeah, Greece, for whatever reason, seems to be the climate extreme in Europe at times. Mm -hmm. Like, they always seem to be hotter, and then again in the winter, they seem to be the ones that cool off more. Well, nobody's nobody's off the hook. No. Things are oh, happening no. everywhere. Yes. I think the one nice thing is... Um, Again, uh, the Tour de France, the bicycle race is on in France right now. And from what I've been able to follow on the BBC site where they're covering it, um, their weather has actually not been bad. But they did have to shut down stage 14 after that big crash. Yes. Well, they, they shut it down for a few minutes and they started it up again because it happened right near the beginning. And then I think it was the very next day they had a crash where I think two or three riders had to retire because somebody stepped out from the side of the road to take a selfie. I and saw that. And a rider that. hit them. I saw that. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> and then some people complain because, oh, gee, they're blocking off that section of the road going up the big hill where we wanted to get some great views. Well, that's too bad. No. It's too Make it, you wonder. Yeah. No. That's, yeah. People are more concerned with getting the selfie than with the than with their own safety and the safety of others. Mm -hmm. but, uh, 
Now, okay, I think we will take a break. And when we come back, we'll chat some more after nine. The Prince George Hospice Palliative Care Society offers a family grief support service. The service supports children who grieve and their parents or caregivers. The programs are separate but run at the same time. The same topics will be presented to each group, which then can be shared as a family at home together. There is also a children drop-in support group. Registration is required for all groups. Registration and full details are available from the Prince George Hospice Palliative Care Society. Foodie Fridays are back in downtown Prince George after a three-year absence. From noon to four each Friday through September 1st, Foodie Fridays brings food trucks, vendors, entertainment, and hungry residents to Canada Games Plaza. To take part as a vendor or entertainer, email services at princegeorge.ca. Come out and enjoy the entertainment and food in downtown Prince George. Foodie Fridays, 12 to 4 each week through September 1st in Canada Games Plaza. In Prince George, it's never too early to start thinking about winterizing your garden. On Thursday, August 3rd, as part of the It's Easy Being Green series, the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library presents Winterizing Your Garden. Drop into this free event between 6.30 and 7.30 for some tips on how to make sure your garden survives the winter and will be all set for the next growing season. Winterizing Your Garden, Thursday, August 3rd, from 6.30 to 7.30 at the downtown branch of the Public Library. The Elsie Gerdes Memorial Tea is taking place on Thursday, July 27th at UNBC. Elsie passed away in July of 2021, and her family will be hosting the tea in her honor. Among her many accomplishments to celebrate, Elsie was in charge of the public health unit in Prince George and assisted in establishing UNBC. If you plan to attend, let the organizers know by emailing megansmaha at gmail.com. The Elsie Gertis Memorial Tea, Thursday, July 27th from 2 to 4 in the Founders Lodge at UNBC. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And got a very recognizable voice to chat with for a few minutes here, Norm Coyne. Now, I guess officially you're with Barker Street Cinema for this, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Sounds like a good company to be with. Yeah, because, well, I mean, Barker Street Cinema, cinema implies movies, and we're talking about, it's a movie. It's, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a good news story in an yes. otherwise striking world right now. Yeah. Now, the movie is called Conquest, and it's got very much – it's got a lot of Prince George connections, doesn't it, Norm? Oh, this is – yeah, definitely. So basically, here's the story. We uh, – as you guys know, and maybe your listeners do, and maybe they don't, but I'll explain it anyways. <laughs> uh, every year at FanCon – we do what we call the creative corner, mm-hmm. where it is very much uh, filmmakers who have worked on high, on high level projects. They come, they'll do like um, you know, work, like say directing, and then they hang around and they talk to people. But I was always looking for a way to kind of try and level it up so that it made more of a difference to our local filmmakers. And so what we did was, um, I basically put it into their contracts that they had to shoot a short film with us. <laughs> so we have, uh, you know, like the head of the maybe <laughs> like a mentor on set to, to local makeup artists. And then it was like for all the different roles, we did that. Right. Like, so I wrote this uh, script. My mentor was Mark Bernardin, who is a supervising producer on Picard yeah. and a writer's guild award winner for Castle Rock. So you get the gist. Yeah. Um, 
but it turned out like unbelievably well. Like it's, it's something really to be proud of. Now, how long did it take you to write the script? And were you writing the script as you were shooting almost? No, no, the script was completely done okay. by the time we went to camera. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think it took me maybe two weeks. Okay. Two weeks to write it, and then, you know, like a week worth of revisions and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, this is only an eight-minute short. Um, what it is is uh, what we consider a proof of concept. Yeah. So okay. it's a bite-sized piece that, um, you know, we can show people to try and sell a full-length feature film version of it. Yeah. And you are going to be showing it to people. Well, you already, I think you already had like a screening in Prince George, didn't you? We had a sneak peek. Yes. A sneak peek. Yes. But now, uh, now we're going to have a world premiere. Hitting the big time. In the big time. Yeah. yeah. We're hitting uh, Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, which is the biggest genre film festival in North America. Um, it is like highly praised by some of the biggest names in the business, like James Gunn, Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Smith, Guillermo del Toro. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it is, you know, it was kind of a dream of mine to one day screen there. And this mm-hmm. is, uh, I guess a dream coming true. Hey. So now I was on their website very quickly this morning and it looks like they've got like about 20 different divisions of films that they're shoot that they're playing, that they're showing as well. Yeah, like, and so me, I'm like, I'm a huge fan of the festival. I like, uh, I love the way that they do it. And they, yeah, they're all blocked, right? Yes. So there's like uh, different themes and and from like literally all over the world, mm-hmm. right? Like um, there's a lot of like really, really cool um, films coming out of Asia that have got, uh, they, they, a lot of those are world premiering there as well. And yeah, unreal though. It's, it's a, like, I, I can't even believe we're in it. Wow. So now when is your film, is it just one showing then at Fantasia or is it going to be showing a number of times? Yeah, no, it's uh, the screening at Fantasia will just be on August 8th. Okay. Um, But uh, we have submitted to a number of others. We have um, active conversations going on with a couple of really big ones. Okay. So now, so this might not be the last time that we hear about Conquest. And then you were saying proof of concept so is that the idea is what hello you still there yeah i'm still here okay no we just had a little bit of interference on the line so proof of concept so as i understand it from talking to you before that basically means we show them the eight minute film and we hope that we can get some backing to make it into a full feature exactly that um the with like with some of these festivals though what happens is you'll run into folks who are um higher level right Mm -hmm. like so like they're not filmmakers they're like sales agents and distributors that are looking to you know they're looking for the next great project right Mm -hmm. so in theory um you know like you try and build relationships with those folks you can actually jump one step like a step like having to you know chase down a bunch of investors and all that kind of stuff right because you already have the deal in place and so what you're hoping, obviously, is the proof of concept would lead to a feature film, possibly probably to be shot at FanCon again. Well, not no. necessarily at FanCon because yeah. that that world is going to have to change a little, right? But yes. uh, I do have. Well, yeah, um, no, you can't say I know, I know, I know. We've been to this before. <laughs> well, I mean, there is something that we're looking at actually um, that would be a little bit closer in timing. 
um, mm-hmm. that would be potentially shot at uh, CN Central, but it's not anything connected to Conquest. Okay. So now, when you got the movie, you finished shooting the movie at Northern Fan Con. How long did it take after that for everything to be put together? Hello? Hello, Norm? Norm, I think we lost you. Are you still there? Hello, Norm? Okay, I'm I'm going to assume that until I hear Norm's voice telling me otherwise. Uh, so Conquest, the name of the movie, opening at the Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, uh, happening on August the 8th. The movie itself was shot at Northern FanCon last year. And, uh, okay, it sounds like we've just checked and we are going to, okay, are you there again, Norm? I'm here. Yeah, I was okay. here the whole time. I don't know what's going on. No, I don't know either. Um, Some kind of like intergalactic uh, interference. I think it's the widespread smoke. Oh, maybe. Yes. Yeah, you never know. It's not smoky where I am, so. Okay. So you cut out <laughs> just after I asked, how long did it take to put Conquest together after you finished shooting it last year at Northern FanCon? Well, I mean, it took about a year. Wow. Um, so, but that's because, like, it had to go through, you know, a few different hands, right? Like, we have, uh, this thing has, like, some insane visual effects, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> we had to have it edited, you know, color graded. Um, there's a sound mix on it. Um, you know, like all that kind of stuff. It had to be scored. Um, and it doesn't usually take that long. I mean, like mm-hmm. truly I could turn around a feature film in like two to three months, mm-hmm. but, um, this was something that was also like self-financed, right? Like, so, so it's like you do what you can when you have like a pocket of, you know, money in the old Barker street cinema bank account. And then, um, and then you have to wait until you get, you know, some more funds and all that kind of stuff. So to some extent it was almost being done off the side of the desk, really. Well, I mean, to me, it's been a like a number one priority. Yeah. But um, you know, like we're we're not at a, a space yet where um, we have the luxury of just solely focusing on one thing at a time, right? Yeah. So now it had the test screening here in Prince George. Now it's going to be in Montreal. Are there any plans to bring it back to Prince George at some point? Yeah, I'd actually like to do a, a night of Barker Street Cinema. Uh, in PG, where you know we'll we'll show you know the old few of the old ones, right? Like yeah. uh, uh, the Doctor's Case yes. and uh, Wicked Ways, and um, and uh, you know like some of some of our other projects. Um, but uh, yeah, that would be and uh, and of course I'll show it again at PanCon next year. Yes, uh, which will be our tenth anniversary. Ooh, yeah. So now. I know usually when I ask you questions about FanCon, I get, I'd love to tell you, but I can't yet. But can you give me the dates for FanCon next year? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, this is this is a scoop. Actually, Whoa. you're the first person I'm telling in media about this. Okay. <clears throat> the uh, the dates are May 3rd to the 5th, okay. which means that our Saturday will be May the 4th. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I know some of the guests are going to be showing up for probably the 10th year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ah, are they going to take? Are are they? Are is the uh, is the Star Wars crew going to take over the entire CN Center that day? Well, we're going to have to. Uh, we're definitely going to have to be uh, shouting out some some pretty big yeah. uh, directions of the Star Wars, right? So, 
And I know, I know one of my guests that I've like, I've already actually placed an offer on, on one of the guests yeah. and, uh, and they, they're very much star Wars. So I, okay. people would be excited. And I think like 10th anniversary is a pretty big milestone. Yep. Okay. Norm coin, Barker street cinema. Good luck with the opening of uh, conquest of Fantasia. And I'm sure we'll be talking again as the year, as the uh, year goes by. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That'll do it for today's episode, for today's After Nine. Uh, tune in tomorrow, Kylie and Darren for After Nine. After Nine is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. After Nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis Holt, Darren Guess, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. Listen for a rebroadcast of today's program tonight at 10. And for past shows, check out the archives link at CFISFM.com. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email CFISFM at Yahoo.ca. This is Community Radio 93.1 CFISFM, proudly supported by Prince George businesses like Copar Administration.